Welcome to Walker of Worlds podcast. My name is Rachel and this is the podcast where we step behind the veil to take a look at some long lost and little known spooky stories and urban legends. Today we're off to Romania, known for its beautiful culture filled with hospitable people and rich with folklore. Romania is also home to Transylvania, but we're not here to talk about Dracula or the laws and legends that surround him. Instead, we're heading to a forest located just outside of Cluj and Poca. Now, I'm going to apologise to my Romanian friends and my Bulgarian friends and my Albanian friends and my Ukrainian friends. In fact, if you're from the region, I apologise. My pronunciation is rubbish and it doesn't matter how many times I hear a place name spoken, it never quite goes into my head. So it'll probably vary as we go through the story. But anyway, forest just outside of Cluj and Poca. Like the rest of the country, this area is hilly and mountainous and very green. Local cultures and customs are preserved and if you venture into the city, you'll be greeted by a wealth of Renaissance, Baroque and Gothic architecture. Cluj-Napoca has a rich entertainment and arts life with many festivals happening throughout the year. However, should you venture to the west of the city, things become a little stranger and a little darker. Welcome to the Hoya Bachu Forest, reportedly one of the most haunted forests on the planet. Even before you step into the forest, you get a strange sensation that all isn't right, that there is something in the air. And once you cross the boundaries, you are immersed in a world of magic, folklore, urban legends and ghost stories. Many superstitious locals will not step foot in those woods. Visitors who have entered the forest have returned with feelings of nausea, anxiety and even scratches and other wounds upon their skin. All have said that while among the trees, they feel as though they are being watched. Within the forest, trees grow at a funny angle, bending and twisting as though reaching out to touch you. Even stranger is that all of the trees grow in a clockwise direction. Scientists have been out to the forest to examine the tree growth patterns, but have been unable to figure out why the trees grow in such an erratic fashion. One section of the forest is known as the dead zone. Not quite circular, there is nothing bar grass growing there. Samples of the ground have been taken, yet there is still no explanation to this strange grove. The dead zone is reported to be the area where most of the paranormal activity takes place. Voices have reportedly been recorded in this area and UFOs have hovered overhead. Locals believe that the dead zone is a portal to another dimension and maybe the place where those who have disappeared within the forest have gone to. Yes, disappearances. One of the reported 1,000 disappearances within the forest is extremely strange. It concerns the disappearance of a five-year-old girl who five years later suddenly reappeared in the same location from which she had vanished. What is even stranger is that the young girl was adamant that she hadn't been anywhere. To her, no time at all had passed. This was perhaps backed up by the fact that she was dressed in the exact same clothes as when she had disappeared. Just what happened to this young girl remains a mystery. Did she step into some kind of rip in space-time that somehow transported her forward five years without her even realising? Or might she have been the victim of an alien abduction? Perhaps one using some kind of time suspension technology which would leave her unaware and unaged? Or might the answer be more supernatural? After all, as well as UFO sightings and suspected alien abductions, there are many, many sightings of ghostly goings-on in the Hoyabachu forest. Strange occurrences that are more than just mere sightings. According to spiritual teacher and psychic Douglas James Cottrell's channeling on the matter, there was a navigation and charging pylon there 
for aircraft in the time before the biblical flood, which was powered by a large crystalline piezoelectric generator that is still functioning in a random unfocused way beneath a circular clearing, creating a disturbance along with all kinds of odd interdimensional phenomena as a result, which you've got to admit is far more interesting than the usual UFO landed here and now nothing will grow explanation. But let's stick with UFOs for the minute and what became one of the most famous sightings in the Hoyabachu Forest. This was a sighting that helped to kickstart the area's reputation out in the wider world. In the early summer afternoon of 18th of August 1968, M. Albania and his girlfriend, Miss Matia, despite repeated warnings from concerned locals, were enjoying a weekend in the Hayubachu Forest, along with another couple. Barnia was at the time collecting firewood in anticipation of the drop in temperature at nightfall. Suddenly, a shout from one of the other members of the group caught his attention. They could, according to the cries, see something. He rushed back to the others at the camp base and immediately saw the metallic disc-shaped craft shining brightly in the bright sunshine hovering just above tree level. The shining, futuristic object then began to move, changing direction at sudden turns. As it moved, it would glow brighter and then fade back to a metallic appearance again. Then, without warning, it shot off into the distance, seemingly vanishing in a flash at breakneck speed. None of the witnesses had ever seen anything like it. Remembering that he had a camera around his neck, Barnier managed to snap four photographs of the strange craft before it disappeared. One of them would turn out extremely clear. It should also be noted that around the same time as Barnier's sighting, biologist Alexandru Swift was also conducting research at one of the many strange incidents in the mysterious forest. He would also witness a disc-like craft and would also manage to capture several photographs. These photographs are available online and, as with the area, show black and white images of a disc just above the trees. UFO sightings and activity will continue throughout the 1970s with many UFO researchers conducting on-site research in the woodlands. And while they are perhaps more sporadic now, these sightings still continue to this day. In 2002, for example, a couple would manage to film almost 30 seconds of video footage from their top floor apartment in the city of Cluj that neighbours the now infamous forest. According to the reports, the object was a distinct cigar shape and glowed brightly as it moved along the tops of the trees. It moved calmly above them, making no apparent sound while it did so, before disappearing into thick skies, clouds in the night sky. In 2007, another sighting would unfold in the area, this time in the middle of the afternoon. An unnamed amateur photographer was taking photographs of snow on the rooftops of the city. When he returned home later that evening to go through the shots, he noticed on one of them a strange dark shape. He couldn't recall the object at the time, and of nearly 30 pictures he took, only one had the strange object on it. From the times between frames, the object was either invisible to the naked eye, or it was visible for just a second. If that, and the witnesses missed it. Whatever it was remains unexplained. Similar UFO sightings in this region continue to this day. The activity in the Hoyabichu forest certainly isn't all extraterrestrial related. Numerous accounts of a paranormal nature surface regularly. Many people, for example, report seeing shadow people or strange dark forms out of the corner of their eyes. By the time they take turn to take a look at these strange apparitions, there is nothing there. Some people have even reported being forcibly pushed to the ground. Even more unnerving are the accounts of people who suddenly experience a physical scratch across the face or arm as if by an invisible claw-like hand. Perhaps most chilling are the sudden sounds of laughter and giggles of young girls. Again, these sounds 
come out of nowhere as if belonging to an invisible presence. And just to add to these already bizarre experiences, all manner of electrical equipment will likely malfunction. Perhaps one of the most bizarre claims of such poltergeist-type poltergeist type activity, which is the physical manifestation of a ghost or spirit, took place when the television show Destination Truth decided to venture into the mysterious woodland. One of the crew, Evan, was suddenly attacked as he sat in a clearing. Following the appearance of a sudden flash of light, Evan suddenly flew from one side of the clearing to the other. He also found wounds along his arms, despite them being completely covered by long sleeves. The most frightening aspect of the encounter, though, were the claims by Evan that just prior to the sudden force that moved him, strange female voices came from behind him. There are many stories across the internet of people's sightings within the forest itself. Faces have been caught in the trees, red-eye monsters have been captured peering through the shadows, bipedal creatures walking much like humans have been spotted wandering deep in the forest. And, while some of these sightings have made it out into the world, many have probably been lost by the sands of time, because, like many places, Hyobichu likes to mess with the electronic devices. Upon entering the forest, many fail only to begin working again once the device is removed from the area. Evidence of rituals, whether to ward off or attract the spirits in the area, have been found around the forest, including in the famed Dead Zone. One forum user, who lived close to the area, said that the general consensus among kids was not to go into the forest after dark. They would go sledging in the forest in winter and barbecue there in the summer, but the second that darkness began to fall, the kids would go home. Another user tells the story of friends who camped in the forest during 2018. In the middle of the night, a voice began to call to them in their tent, asking if it, the person on the outside, could be let in. None of them moved a muscle until the voice gave up and faded away. Paranormal, or someone else in the forest late at night. Needless to say, come sunrise, they packed up and left. Hoyobichu is at its thickest only a single kilometre wide, so some of the paranormal activity, such as lights dancing through the trees, may be attributed to cars on the road and nearby towns. However, this doesn't take away from the fact that Hoyobichu is a strange and possibly very misunderstood place. For those who want to brave the forest at night, an annual nighttime run is hosted every year and can be found at Hoyobichu Night Run. There is access to the forest year-round for anyone who'd prefer a daylight or summer visit. It is apparently spectacular in the autumn. And that, my friends, is the tale of the Hoyubichu Forest. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do feel free to check out our weird and wonderful books at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. And until next time, stay spooky.